Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Awakening Aphrodite. I am your hostess, Amy Fournier. This show is all about inspiring you to live a more fit, healthy, and empowered life in mind, body, and spirit as well as balance your masculine and feminine energy and tap into your true power, your source of intuition and your authentic self. I am really excited about today's show. Today's show is a big one, a really, really important one. Today, we're going to get into the masculine and feminine energy. What is masculine and feminine energy? How do I know if I have it? And how do I cultivate more of one or less of the other? We're going to get into all those details today. And I'm really excited because this is one of my favorite topics. As I've mentioned before, I feel that in this day and age, it's very common in our current society that we are very masculine oriented in our culture. Our culture is very about much with capitalism and being in America, whereas which is where I live. <laughs> it is very focused on competition and individuality and striving and achieving and even materialism, which is not a very good aspect of it, but these are all traditionally masculine qualities. And one thing, let's just get clear off the, off the bat, masculine and feminine, one is not good, one is not inherently bad, one is not inherently better or less desirable than the other. They're just two different energies. The trouble comes when we have an imbalance and that's something we're gonna talk about today. So in the current culture, we are basically imbalanced. We are heavily weighed in the masculine energy of a way of life. And this has led to a lot of problems, not only on a global scale with our world economy and the state of the planet, uh, but also in our everyday lives and for many of us in the way we feel and our, our enjoyment of life and our ability to feel fulfilled and self-actualized. So what we're going to talk about today is what is divine feminine energy and how can I tap into it? How can I balance and understand myself better in knowing what parts of me is traditionally associated with more of the feminine and more of the masculine. So let's start with the principle of feminine energy. Okay, so this is something, this isn't about a human, okay? So when we say masculine and feminine, don't think of it as far as a man and a woman. It's a much broader concept than that. It's a much more holistic, bigger picture concept than that. Instead, we have to really expand our minds and think of a broader perspective and think of the great polarities and the principle, the universal principle of duality. Okay, so masculine and feminine represents two ends of the spectrum in this great duality that's inherent in all of life. 
we can think of it as the most people are familiar with the yin yang symbol. Okay, it's the it's the Tai Chi symbol. It's the famous Taoist symbol, which is also uh, the symbol of traditional Chinese medicine. Goes back thousands of years, and if you visualize a circle with a almost like an inverted S squiggly line down the middle and half of it is white and half of it is black. But most importantly, in the white part is a small black circle and in the black part is a small white circle. So the idea of the yin yang symbol is yes, one is white and one is black, but they're two different opposing yet complementary forces. Okay, so this goes back to what I was saying with the masculine and feminine. One is not inherently better or more desirable than the other. They're just two opposing different forces. However, they are complementary and they are both essential to make up the whole. We can't have the whole without the two opposites. And these two opposites work together to create harmony. If they're not working together, we have disharmony. So both are essential to create the balance that we want. And we all contain both of these essences in our lives, regardless of how we identify or with what aspect we are exhibiting more than the other. Both of these qualities are in all of us inherently, just in all of nature. These symbols transcend humanity. They're in all, all living essences. So the masculine and feminine is like on a continuum, if you will. And it's an expression that we can tap into and express one more than the other. But the real key of the yin-yang symbol that I wanted to make sure I get across is that the seed of one is in the other, okay? It's not just like this symbol of half white and half black. And for that matter, it's not, this, it's not like one of those half moons with a straight vertical linear line down the middle and the left side is white and the right side is black. No, it's a squiggly curved line. It's an inverted S. And that's for a reason in the flow between the two. It's not just a linear straight line. And most importantly, like I said, the seed of one is in the other. So the half with the white has the small circle of black within it. And the half of the black has a small circle of white. So the seed of one is always in the other. And that is something that applies to us. So this is a dynamic force and something that we have to keep in mind when we consider the divine feminine principle coming through. So let's talk a little bit about what are traditionally qualities of the yin yang. Okay, so traditionally the yin is the black because it's the dark and the Yang would be the, the white and would be the masculine. 
Okay, so traditional qualities of yin and yang, feminine and masculine, are whereas the feminine is the winter season, the masculine is the summer season. The feminine is the dark, whereas the masculine is the light. The feminine is the passive and the masculine is the active. The feminine is the receptive and the masculine is the directive. The feminine is the soft, whereas the masculine is the hard. Feminine is the downward direction and energy, whereas the masculine is the upward. Feminine is the cool and the cold. It's the dark and the moist, whereas the masculine is the hot and the dry. The feminine is the water, which is also important because this feminine is the feeling realm and water is the symbol for feelings. And the masculine is the fire, which you're probably seeing a trend here. You know, so the masculine is the hot, it's also the fire, right? Whereas the feminine is the cold and the water. Um, so there's consistency that's running through all of these qualities. The feminine is the earth, like mother earth, earth mother. Okay, um, and the masculine is the sky, father sky and mother earth. And most importantly, the feminine is the moon and the masculine is the sun. So there's many, many more, but those are some primary ones that I wanted to talk about with the yin yang. And then if we go a little deeper, uh, feminine is internal, it's the shadow, it's nature. As I've talked about in other, other episodes, it's also your feelings, your intuition, it's the attraction, it's the creative force, it's your flexibility, it's your sense of flow and rhythm and process. And um, most importantly, it's the being as opposed to the doing. Okay, it's the energy that you are being rather than um, being goal oriented and, and focused on doing something. You're just, it's, it's your essence of being. And whereas the masculine is the external, it's, uh, it's the thinking, it's the logical, it's the linear, it's the assertive, it's individual, it's rigid. Um, and it's outcome oriented. It's, it's not process oriented. Uh, a, way, a good way I like to think of it is anytime you find yourself shooting yourself, like saying, oh, I should do this or I should do that, you're in your masculine, okay? Because the masculine thinks through it. The masculine uh, go-to is the head, whereas the feminine's go-to is the heart. The feminine will... Someone who is more inclined to tap into their feminine will drop into their body and feel for the answer rather than try to think about it or focus or logically get there, okay? Um, so whenever you are finding yourself shoulding, like, oh, I should do that, then you are definitely not in your feminine, okay? That's just a little quick go-to tip for you. Um, so the feminine is the feelings, the subconscious, the cycles, the process, 
follows nature, like all of nature is in cyclical rhythms, just like women get their periods every month and uh, our bodies go through hormonal cycles um, with a rhythm and a flow, just like all of nature does, winter, summer, spring, fall. The feminine is the intuition, the fertility, the nurturing, it's the patience, the trust, the letting go, whereas the masculine is the ego and the control. Feminine is the inner world. It's beyond logic. It's the mystery. It's the unknown. It's the dark. Uh, but it also it's the connection. It's the, con it's the contemplation and it's the unity and the relatingness of all as opposed to the competition and the individuality that is the masculine. Now, again, they're both important because if you didn't have your ego and an individualization, you wouldn't accomplish anything. You wouldn't be a self. You wouldn't have an identity. You wouldn't know where the world ends and you begin and vice versa. So the ego gets bashed, I think, a lot, but it's very important to have an ego. You have to have an ego to be self-individualized. The problem is, is when it's excessive, right? So this, if you're picking up on a trend here, it's about the dance between the two. It's about the balance and the discretion to know when to tap into what, okay? But the feminine is about the connection and the unity and um, the letting go of that egoic control and bringing in that vulnerability and that receptivity that is very hard for a lot of people particularly people who've been hurt or traumatized or uh, pretty much over 30, because if you're over 30, you've pretty much been hurt and traumatized in some regard. Uh, so it can be hard to do, but that's where, and we're going to talk about this in future episodes, developing your intuition, it comes in because when you develop a strong sense of intuition that means you have a wise console in yourself all the time, whenever you need it. And a console you can rely on because you've developed a relationship and that relationship is built on trust. And when you trust in your intuition, you develop confidence, confidence in yourself and your own abilities to sustain yourself to take care of yourself and to be okay with yourself. And this helps resist any tendencies for codependency and lack of emotional boundaries and manipulative behavior, whether it be subconscious or conscious. And a lot of other problems. <laughs> so developing our intuition is something that is essential for self-esteem and self-confidence. And that is a feminine quality because it's a feeling state and it's, an, it's a mysterious state. It's an unknown state. There's no logic to intuition. There's no analytics. <laughs> to intuition. We can't measure it. We can't analyze it. We can't double blind study it, right? It's, it's, it's the mysterious. 
but that also contains some of its power. But nevertheless, it is extremely powerful and it's extremely legitimate and valuable and essential for self-trust and self-esteem. So the feminine is also the dark and like I mentioned, the magical and the mysterious and it's the wild nature. Feminine is that explosive, unpredictable, spontaneous nature. One that has been kind of poo-pooed in a lot of cultures and beaten down out of fear. And a lot of organized religions have really put the squash on it for control because it's unpredictable, right? But think of like a mama bear and, you know, people getting in the park, getting too close to her little cubs and the mama bear's rage and, uh, you know, what a mama won't do for her children, right? And then you hear of human, human women lifting cars off their babies after a car accident or something and getting this superhuman strength. So you don't want to cross a mama bear. <laughs> That's the wild, the mysterious, the powerful, explosive Kali energy of the divine feminine that we all have that a lot of people are afraid of. But untamed, it might be something to be afraid of, but used wisely and appropriately, it is one of your best friends and something that you need on your side because we all have to protect our boundaries and rightfully so if they are encroached upon, we need to stand up for our values and ourselves and what's important to us and our self-esteem and self-respect and those of people we love, if an injustice isn't done, then sometimes wrath and anger is warranted. So the dark, mysterious, explosive, that's all part of the feminine energy as well. As much as the nurturing and loving mama and the, the big earth mother it's, it's both. It's that dichotomy. It's just, that's the layers of the feminine. The feminine is dynamic and it's, it has many, many layers. It's like a kaleidoscope. <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to mention that's very important about the feminine is the moon aspect. So the feminine is traditionally associated with the moon and the masculine, the sun. Okay, and I mentioned how the, the masculine is the fire and the feminine is the water and the masculine is the hut and the feminine is the cool. And the masculine is the dry and the feminine is the moist and the wet. So the moon is super cool and very, very important because the moon represents many things symbolically, but also literal, literally. So the moon is the reflective state and it is, it's, it's symbolic of cyclical time, okay? So one of the best ways to think of it is in the three phases of the moon and the timeless symbol of the Celtic triple goddess. I actually painted this uh, a few weeks, no, weeks ago, probably months ago now, um, 
if you want to see a picture of it, well, you can obviously look it up. But if you want to see the one that I painted, it's on my Instagram uh, under my art highlight. And um, it's really funny because I was reading about symbols and sacred geometry. I've been studying it for the past few years because it's just fascinating to see how the power of symbols affect our energy and our psyche and the archetypes and the myths that transcend across all cultures and all time. But one day I just got the feeling I wanted to paint this symbol and I didn't even really know what it meant. And then I couldn't believe it. I was reading in a book and boom, there it was, the triple goddess symbol. I almost fell off the sofa. Charlotte had to give me CPR. <laughs> I couldn't believe I painted it. And the triple goddess symbol is the three phases of the moon. And it's the new waxing moon. It's the full moon. And then it's the old moon. So if you visualize a circle, the circle would be the full moon. And if you visualize two halves of circles, one half on the left of the circle in the middle and the other half a circle on the right. So you get half a circle, a full circle and half a circle. That's basically what the triple goddess symbol looks like. And the new moon is symbolic of, it's the waxing moon, it's the bringing in the new. So these are the cycles of time. Again, the moon is symbolic of cycles and rhythms and flow. And that's why it's the feminine. So the new moon is the bringing in the new, okay? And this happens every month. And then the full moon is the manifestation. So when something, when the full moon is out, is it's just, it's in all its glory. You visualize this big ball in the sky. So this dark black sky and boom, this big, big round sphere of light. Because remember the moon reflects the light. It's not the light, it's actually reflecting the light. And that's the full manifestation of the feminine in the full essence. And then you have the waning moon, which is the old moon, and that's the letting go phase. So the symbolism here is that nature is teaching us as part of the divine feminine energy that we want to go through phases in our lives. Our lives aren't meant to be pedal to the metal all the time and go, 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 go. Why aren't you going? Why aren't you going? What's the matter with you? Why aren't you going? Okay. That's not the idea. The idea is to go in cycles as all of nature does. It can't be winter all the time. Okay. Nothing would grow. <laughs> right? We would freeze to death. It can't be summer all the time either, okay? There'd be no regeneration. There'd be no new life. Without death, there's no new life. You need death to have new life because death creates life. It's part of the cycle. So the phases of the moon, the divine feminine teaches us and reminds us of the cyclical nature of life and that life should be cyclical, and we should be cyclical and we should not be expecting ourselves to be constantly going, going, going 100% killing it all the time, perfect, whatever, being productive and all that kind of stuff. It's giving yourself a break and remembering that life is a wave. It's not a straight linear line. And the waxing new moon 
is the symbol of um, symbolism for us of bringing in something new. Okay, there's a time and a place and having discretion to know timing of the right time to bring something new in because timing is very important. And the full moon is the phase of the, okay, here it is. Okay, it's, it's in all its glory, like boom, it's done. And then the old moon is the waning moon, which is the period that a lot of people have trouble with, <laughs> is the letting go, okay? It's the letting go phase. Everything has a season. And you know that old saying that some people come in your life for a reason, some come in for a season, and some come in for a lifetime. Some come in for a reason, some come in for a season, and some come in for a lifetime. That can be hard to grasp, but it's true. Not everybody and everything is meant to stick around forever. And when we wrap our heart around that, it's easier to take, I think. You know, and the letting go is essential because if you're still energetically holding on to something that's not yours anymore, and it's just not meant to be anymore, you're only creating suffering. And it's hard to let go, particularly when you don't know what you're moving towards after the letting go. <laughs> and you don't see what there is next for you. And the door is unknown, or the next step is unclear, or there's nothing there. You don't even have anything to move forward to. It's scary and it can be sad and a lonely place. But remember, nature abhors a vacuum, meaning if the space is already taken up, then, then it can't be filled by something else. And something else is usually better. It doesn't mean it's gonna be right away though. A lot of people get uncomfortable with the waiting period. It's not happening soon enough. So they get anxious or they get worried and they compromise. And when we compromise, our soul dies a little bit. When we compromise, our soul dies a little bit. So having the strength to persevere and be patient is a feminine quality. Patience. Things take time in their own time. And we don't know everything. We don't understand divine timing. We don't know all the pieces involved to bring things together. We don't know what's going on in other parts of the world or other people's lives that need to happen in order to, for things to start moving. So we're limited in our awareness and our limited awareness causes us to focus only on our, what's right in front of us and what we want and what we think. But when we consider what we know is a microcosm of a symbol on a humongous world of a universe, it's so little that we even know our limited perception how can we possibly think our timing is the best? So the moon is the ultimate symbol of the divine feminine. 
And if we remember the cycles of the moon and how they happen every month as all nature cycles, it's something to remember in identifying with the feminine in you and the cycles that you need to be happy, healthy, and fit. The rhythms and flow that you need in your day, in your week, in your month, in your year of giving yourself a break and taking time to rest and knowing when to push it and when to pull back and how much is enough and knowing when to say when and when it's time to get up and go, when it's time to stop procrastinating and bring in the new and get on it. And when there's time to bring it out into the world and let it shine in all its radiance of that full moon energy and glorious nature and luminescence, love that word. And when it's time to let it go, when it's the cycle is done and you got to let it go because you got to let it go in order for the next phase to come, which is the bringing in the new again. Okay, so we're always growing and changing. It's when we resist this natural flow that we suffer, we become stagnant. And life is not about stagnation. Stagnation means death for all of nature because you're either green and growing or you're ripe and rotten. <laughs> so change is growth and accepting the cycle of birth and death and that they happen in a course of living is important part of living a happy, peaceful life and not fighting with what is. So I hope this helped you understand more about the divine feminine nature and how it different, differs from the masculine nature and I'd like to just recap a couple points that we are all masculine and feminine. We all have that duality within us. And it's just a matter of how we're identifying with and what, we're, what energy we're tapping into more of in our choices. But it's important to remember that we have them both. And it's about that balance and flow and the dance between the two. And that they are complementary. They're, they're, they're opposing yet complementary and they're both essential to balance the other. And it's a continuum. And it's, you know, within that Tai Chi symbol is a figure eight. It's that infinity symbol, which is the Ouroboros of the, the sacred symbol of the snake eating its tail, which is the symbol of eternity. And again, that's back to the symbol of life and death and rebirth. That's the Ouroboros. That's the symbol right there. That's what it, that's what it means. So in closing, <laughs> I guess I just wanted to share with you that, you know, we, we can't live in a compartmentalized life, that we are the whole. We are the Tai Chi symbol. We are the flow between the two the masculine and the feminine. And when we, comp when we compartmentalize ourselves is when we suffer because we're only living from part of who we are. So if you're only living in your feminine, you are 
not living fully as all of who you are. You're not able to shine in your full moon essence, so to speak, because you're only living from part of who you are. If you're only living in your masculine, again, you're compartmentalizing yourself and you're not living fully in who you are. I mean, think about it this way. How can you expect to be fulfilled, full filled, fill of full, right? If you're living from part of yourself, right? We want to be fulfilled. That's living from full of who we are. So I'll close with a quote I love that I found from Deepak Chopra, who is, you probably have heard of him. <laughs> Deepak Chopra, he's a medical doctor and quite a quite a legendary mystic in our day and age, I'd say. And he said, you cannot make yourself whole. You can only realize the wholeness that's always been inside of you. You cannot make yourself whole. You can only realize the wholeness that has always been inside of you. So that's, that's what this is about, the masculine and the feminine and realizing the wholeness that is inside of you. And is there a part of you that you are not living? Listen back to this episode at the beginning and some of the qualities I listed. Are there parts of you that you're not expressing? The dark, the soft, the moist, the patient, the intuitive, the receptive, the feeling, the flexible. Are there parts of you that you're not embodying? And if there are, you're not living from your wholeness. H-W-H-O-L-E-ness. So you cannot make yourself whole. You can only realize the wholeness that's always been inside of you. So that's part of why my show is called Awakening Aphrodite because it's already there. It's already in you. If you're still listening, then this must be somehow resonating with some part of you going, hmm, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> we are awakening it because it is there. It's been there all along. And maybe it's time to start bringing it out so you can start being happier. And you could stop looking outside of yourself to find something because it might be closer than you think. So that is our show for the day. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it valuable. I hope you found it thought provoking and I hope it touched you in some way. I really appreciate your being with me and thank you for everyone who is encouraging me to do this podcast. Thank you for those of you who are subscribing and rating the show and leaving reviews. I really, really appreciate it. It really means a lot to know that 
someone is getting benefit out of this. And I already can't wait to be with you again. Thank you so much, everyone. Until next time. Bye-bye.